Hey, man, is that the Garage Rock Show podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is the Garage Rock Show podcast. To those of you already supporting the show with a monthly subscription, thank you. If you're not already a supporter and you'd like to help make this show possible, please tap the link in this episode's description or visit anchor.fm slash the Garage Rock Show to become a monthly supporter. And make sure to check us out online at thegaragerockshow.com and give us a like and a follow on Facebook and Instagram at Garage Rock Show Podcast. And if you like this episode, please take a minute to give us a rating in your Apple or Google store. Now on to this week's episode. It's Friday. It's time for another episode of the Garage Rock Show Podcast. Chris here flying solo this week of Friday, July 10th, 2020, Season 2, Episode 27. Going to fill you in on all the latest rock news of the week, including Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is going to be held virtually this year. Deftones have announced their rescheduled dates for 2021. Slash is updating us on new Guns N' Roses music. There's a list of bands out that received those uh, PPP loans. We'll talk about that. Metallica announcing a multi-million dollar deal regarding their catalog. Anthrax releasing a 30th anniversary video series and special editions of their legendary album Persistence of Time. Beavis and Butthead are back on Comedy Central. Plus, on this day in music history trivia, this week's new releases, weekly WTF and more. And speaking of the new releases this week, out today on the 10th of July, new albums from Dinner Party, Inter Arma, Juice World, Juliana Barwick, Margot Price, Mike Shinoda from Linkin Park. He's got that new one called Dropped Frames Volume 1. That was a collaboration with his Twitch fans. That sounds interesting. My Morning Jacket has a new surprise album coming out today, The Waterfall Part 2. We'll talk about that a little bit later in the show and why it was pushed forward. Um, Also, new albums out from Rufus Rainwright, The Beths, The Jayhawks, and The Streets all have new music out today, so check that out. Let's kick it off with some tour news and update from the Deftones. They have rescheduled their tour dates that was supposed to be, of course, happening this year. It was supposed to be kicking off uh, in August of this year. Uh, everybody was uh, wondering when they were going to announce that, so they have rescheduled them. Uh, now it is going to be kicking off August 12th, 2021 and concluding at the end of September in Portland, Oregon. The band confirm, uh, confirmed on Facebook they will be accompanied by Gojira and Poppy as originally planned, so that's cool. They were able to keep them on the bill. Uh, looks like the dates that we have here in California, uh, September 17th and September 18th, San Francisco at the Bill Graham Civic Auditorium. Those are the new dates for 2020. 21. Uh, make sure you guys check it out on Deftones official website as, their, as well as their social media for the dates in your guys' area for the new dates for next year. So check that out. So yes, kicking off the rock news was the big announcement this week that they are going to be doing the 2020 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductions virtually this year. It will be a virtual ceremony according to Rolling Stone. The event was originally scheduled for Cleveland's Public Hall on May 2nd. That was pushed to November 7th and we were all thinking, okay, well, they're going to just do the regular event. Turns out the new date is still happening on November 7th, but it will be virtual. So the the chairman of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Foundation, he said this in a statement, quote, to protect the health and safety of our inductees, their families, crews, and our attendees, uh, we've made the decision that the scheduled live event is not possible. Together with HBO and executive producer Joel Gallen, we will still create an exciting program honoring our 2020 inductees by telling the stories of their incredible contributions to the music and 
and impacting a generation of artists that followed them, end quote. So, the inductees this year are Doobie Brothers, T-Rex, Nine Inch Nails, Depeche Mode, as well as some outsiders, Whitney Houston and Notorious B.I.G. Uh, so there you go. Uh, the Eagles managing, uh, the e- Eagles manager Irving Azoff will receive the Ahmet Ertgun Award, which is a pretty big deal. So that's all going to be happening virtual this year, November 7th. Uh, HBO is going to be streaming it. So we'll see how that goes with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We'll just have to wait and see. All right, so there was a list released uh, this week of all of the bands in the United States that received uh, some money from those PPP loans. That's the Paycheck Protection Program during this coronavirus pandemic. A lot of bands were able to apply for this because they have a lot of people on their crew. Uh, They got anywhere between $150,000 to $350,000 each. Um, No word on the specific amount, but the bands that received it were Slipknot, Tool, Nickelback, Papa Roach, Seven Dust, Skillet, Switchfoot, Green Day, Pearl Jam, Weezer, Slightly Stupid, Sammy Hagar, Tesla, and Imagine Dragons. Uh, So those were the band-owned companies that were on that list that received that money. Uh, So interesting. I don't know. Do you think those guys... I don't know. I guess they deserve it. I mean, they they really did. They are suffering a big a big loss here. Uh, but I I would think I would think that a lot of these bands would have some kind of fail safe that in case some kind of band member was injured and they couldn't tour. You know, I understand. You know, it's hard to plan for a pandemic, but you would think they'd have some kind of um, payment um, protection program in their own. Uh, you know contracts that would protect themselves for something like that but i guess not and they were able to apply for it so why not right uh my morning jacket is releasing a new album today it's their first new album in five years it's called waterfall part two and it's uh, out today and here's the deal it's going to be released in physical format on cd and vinyl august 25th that was the original date that it was going to be released they moved the digital date up to today so you can download that album digitally Uh, from my morning jacket today and speaking of new albums it's a reissue but it's a pretty cool reissue of an anthrax classic it's a limited edition 1990 repress of persistence of time it's expanded remastered 30th anniversary edition and they have a video series that they've released as well it's a six-part video series hosted by drummer charlie benante and will give fans an inside look at the band's fifth album the reissue will be presented exclusively on a 2-CD, 4-LP vinyl edition, with the CD packaging adding a DVD of footage, get this, from a 1991 tour in support of Iron Maiden. That is really cool. It was recorded at Michigan's Palace of Auburn Hills way back in 1991. Uh, there's footage of them backstage with Maiden. It's a 40-minute DVD that was shot when Anthrax was on tour with Maiden back in 1991. For me, that would be worth it just to buy it just to see that i'm sure somebody's gonna upload that on youtube and uh that's gonna be a very cool performance though persistence of time 30th anniversary coming out august 21st uh from anthrax so check that out and now a message from one of our sponsors crow milk of course is the protein based milk uh dairy product made with the eggs of crows which we all know the eggs of crows are some of the most fortified eggs in the bird kingdom charles you know from harvesting crow's eggs uh, yourself. <laughs> oh, absolutely. The the fortification and benefits of these crow's eggs. Yeah. Sometimes you can just crack one open in your mouth and get the raw nutrients like oh, that. Yeah, yeah. But crow's milk does so much more 
it, it not helps only with inflammation. It, it it not only harnesses yeah. the power of the crow egg, but it it <laughs> blends it up in dairy based product that is just uh, second to mm-hmm. none. You know, and it truly gives you that. It truly gives you that that scavenger chest. Like it <laughs> it really it makes you. It you makes know. you have the mindset of a crow. You can see those crows on the street where you're yeah. driving your car, <laughs> and they don't move out of the way. Yeah. Because they're fucking jacked up on crow milk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you could be the same way. You know, you could just have that, I don't give a fuck mentality yeah. on crow milk. Yeah, exactly. Crow, yeah, crow milk. Drink it. <laughs> Drink it and, and be one with, with your own, um, with your karma. Harness the power of the crow. Harness the power of the crow. Crow milk, so. Thank you, crow milk. Uh, new interview recently with Dave Grohl, and he was reflecting on the 25th anniversary of the Foo Fighters' debut album. Uh, he was told uh, he was telling Apple Beats Music, "quote I actually recorded the whole thing in sequence. I was really, really excited to do this. I mean, it was almost like a school project. I was preparing. I had charts and more." <laughs> End quote. So I could picture Dave Grohl like you know doing it like a whole thing, right? I mean, it's a big deal when you're doing your first album like that. I probably do something uh, similar. Apparently, uh, he originally made 100 cassette copies of the album, which he handed out to his friends and family as well as industry people. His favorite song from the project is "Exhausted." Uh, that's the one that was his favorite. And he was asked if if he was rewriting that Foo Fighters album liner notes, he would dedicate it to Nirvana bassist Chris Novoselic and Kurt Cobain. He also revealed in that interview that L7 was actually the band that kept him wanting to perform music at the time. At that time, L7 had just lost a member of their band, and they said something like, I know it's really tough and you don't want to play music right now, but music is what is what is going to get you through this. And he remembers that that was one of the main things that kept him going with the Foo Fighters at the time. So pretty cool of L7 to reach out and uh, extend some sympathy during that time. All right, some more rock news this week. Looks like we're getting an update from Slash about some new Guns N' Roses music. Uh, He recently did an interview with Sweetwater, which is a great music catalog company. Uh, Slash was asked if he finished any music projects while on lockdown, and he said, quote, I've been jamming with Duff and Axel, and I've been doing stuff like that, so we've been getting some work done that way, but I haven't been doing much else, end quote. And I think he's referring to uh, recording via Zoom. They're not in the same building together, but they're recording remotely from their home studios. But they are working on new new guitar music, new stuff for Guns N' Roses. He also said basically he only has a back and forth to the studio that's in his house to record demos and, quote, guitar stuff. And he says he's already pretty much a homebody, so nothing new to him. Uh, So there you go, working on new Guns N' Roses music. Very cool. Uh, There was also a very cool video that got released this week. It was actually on Monday. Uh, Old footage of Zach De La Rocha playing with a pre-Rage Against the Machine band online. It was his old band. They were called Hard Stance. And he actually plays guitar in the band. And it was a few years before he uh, made it big with Rage. That band formed in 87 with Zach on guitar and Eric Ernst on vocals. At one point, Ernst left the band and De La Rocha took the lead spot, eventually forming the band Inside Out, and then he formed Rage Against the Machine a couple years later in 1991. The rest is history, but the uh, video footage online is pretty cool. It reminds me of a lot of bands, you know, like that I remember playing in around, you know, that end of high school time in your life. You're real passionate and you want to get up there and do your thing and it's really cool footage, so check that out. It's called Hard Stance, uh, Rage Against the Machines, Zach De La Rocha in his first band. So very cool. It's online now. 
Uh, also out this Friday is Static X's Salute to Wayne Static, uh, which is coming out today. It's called Project Regeneration. It's featuring some of Wayne Static's final vocal recordings, as well as unfinished demos, which the original band went back and finished for the album. So that's kind of cool. Uh, bassist Tony Campos told Loudwire, quote, It was cool to revisit that stuff and write some heavier, more authentic-feeling um, style riffs underneath Wayne's voice. There was one song on the original five demos that I first got a hold of that had Wayne's vocals, which ended up being the, uh, the song Follow. I'm guessing that was done around 2013, 2014, shortly before his passing. So very cool. That sounds awesome. Make sure you guys check that out. They're also working on a volume two of the project with several remaining songs featuring Wayne Static's vocals as well. I think it's great when they can get those unearthed, um, unfinished tracks and put them out for the fans. Uh, And all the money I I heard is going to be going to his family as well. They're divvying it up fairly. So very cool there. And now a message from one of our sponsors. Hey, Chris, what's up? You know what, Charles? Don't even go there. Not without my coffee. Oh, wow, Chris. What happened to your ever-so-polite and upbeat demeanor? Shove it up your ass, Charles. Your big, fat, ugly, pompous, face-hole, jerk, ugh, turpentine mouth. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Chris, you know what, buddy? I know what you need. What's that? Potato breath? Guilt? Reach right into my sack. Right there. Oh, oh, Yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, okay. Pull out the can. What in the ninth level is this? It's a cold, refreshing can of a little something called Ball Jack. They're a vitalizing energy drink that'll kickstart your day with a little something called pizzazz. Pizzazz? Yeah, otherwise known as a combination of yellow 5-6 and a little known and regulated yellow number 16. All good things. Drink up! Hey, I feel better already. Of course you do, because Ball Jack is the key to morning success. With a patented blend of caffeine, taurine, ginkgo biloba, and actual tears, you'll punch the day in the face and get pumped up like you swallowed jet fuel. Well, is it good for you? Define good. And Ball Jack is full of a little something we all know and love called energy crystals. Oh, energy crystals. Like sugar? Sure. It's your party, Chris. So, what do you say to life now? Look out, Betty. I'm jam-packed full of pizzazz. Woo! Good. Go get them, Buster. And watch out for cops. Huh? Ball Jack, located at most retail chicken feed stores. Uh, Trivium, this was uh, hilarious. Uh, There was a new interview with Matt Heafy uh, where he talks about being the most hated band on the OzFest tour back in 2005. And why were they the most hated band? Well, he says in this new interview, quote, I definitely know where the worldwide hatred of other bands toward us came from, it's from the UK. The UK was the only time and place in our band's history when we were a press band. We were hailed as the greatest band of all time, the best, newest, biggest thing, the new Metallica. I should have said we were going to be the next big metal band, but instead, yes, we're going to be the next big Metallica. So he said that in the interview in this UK magazine, right? And so every band in the world started seeing this as, all right, screw these guys, screw these cocky kids, What the hell are they talking about? These guys suck. As quickly as we got back to the States after the UK tour, all of a sudden, all my favorite bands we toured with, they treated us like garbage, just being bullies, end quote. Yeah, I remember when that happened, and it was kind of like you read that in the article that they're going to be the next Metallica. You're like, what? What are you guys talking about? And uh, kind of screwed them, and they've never really fully recovered from that, but they are a great band, and Matt Heafy is a really cool guy. He's always streaming on Twitch, guys. If you follow Matt Heafy on Twitch, you can see him, and he always like records demos and talks with the fans and stuff. It's really cool. He's very active on Twitch, so check that out. 
All right, Ozzy has released a new merch line. Ozzy for President. That's the new merch line. Ozzy's getting in the mix here. Uh, it's a bunch of images of Ozzy's uh, from the 80s, and it says Ozzy for President. Uh, you can check it out on his official website. It's T-shirts, buttons, hoodies, bumper stickers, and more. So there you go. Uh, Metallica announcing a huge multi-million dollar music catalog acquisition. Uh, They've teamed up with their longtime co-manager Cliff Bernstein in an intellectual property acquisition venture that is being headed up by longtime Morgan Stanley investment banker Paul Donahue. Wow. So it's in the 300 to $500, or excuse me, 300 to $500 million range and includes such partners as Fender and Sony. So I'm not sure what they're going to be doing, but they're getting Metallica's rights to their music. And uh, there you go. That's going to be happening. Also in the Metallica world, James Hetfield paid tribute to film composer Ennio Morricone. I'm not sure how to say his name. He's a legendary film composer, Ennio Morricone, one of the best-known compositions, The Ecstasy of Gold, from the soundtrack to The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, has been used by Metallica as their concert intro music since 1983, since they first started out. Uh, so they, you know, posted this tribute online. Sergio Leone's Spaghetti Westerns, uh, he was big and composing a lot of those so very sad we lost him this week um all right this week guys in music history trivia let's move on to some trivia on this day in 1979 this musician is sentenced to four months in jail for income tax evasion was it a chuck berry b richie valens or c alice cooper who do you think on this day in 1979 sentenced to four months in jail for income tax evasion it was Chuck Berry, unfortunately, on this day in 1979, sentenced to four months in jail for income tax evasion. All right, guys, let's move on to some news from around the world. Movie, TV, entertainment news. Let's start off with that first. Maybe 2020 isn't so bad after all, as Beavis and Butthead is returning for a ninth and tenth season. Not just one, two seasons, guys. Moving from its longtime home at MTV to Comedy Central, Mike Judge has signed on to reboot. He is going to provide voiceovers for Beavis and Butthead, as well as write, produce, and direct the series. He says, uh, oh, who says this? Uh, This is Chris McCarthy, president of entertainment and youth group on comedy central quote we are thrilled to be working with mike judge and the great team at three arts again as we double down on adult animation at comedy central end quote and mike judge said quote it seemed like the time was right to get stupid again end quote if you guys remember beavis and butthead came back in 2011 only for one season but it was really really good and everybody kind of wondered well they're going to do more nope Nine years later, yes, they are. So it's going to be happening. Comedy Central, Beavis and Butthead, probably next year. Looking forward to that. And now a message from one of our sponsors. New York City, 1929. The air is thick with prime, dirt, grit, and passion. He walks alone. You know that, Jack? With a side. But who walks alone, Nancy? With a side of pickles, Jack. Damn it, Nancy! Who walks alone? This fall, there's a new hope on the streets for the innocent and a new threat to the guilty. I work alone, Johnny. No need to drag you along like a side of fries. Yeah, detective? I know you like to go lean, but sometimes you gotta double down, get beefy. Remember, we're a team. There is no team. After a life-threatening disaster leaves Detective Angus's face horribly scarred, but his cognitive abilities increase. 
giving him incredible foresight into hindsight. I see it, Nancy. What did you see, Johnny? Tortilla Face will most likely strike again, as he did before. My god! You'll say that again in 15 seconds, Nancy. I predict it, because that rat bastard left another clue. What is it? He played us like the drums, Nancy. He left his calling card at the scene of the crime. A slipknot. My god! A menace lurking in the shadows finds an arch nemesis and hamburger man. They call him the savior of this city. What do they call you, boss? Psychosocial. His existence and mine, a duality, if you will. Or as Hamburger Man would say it, the devil and I. What do we do now, boss? We wait, henchmen. We wait and bleed. Ronald Snargetson as Detective Angus. My face, like a monkey, threw up into a meat grinder. That's why I fight greasy. Tiddly Sweeney Doo as Nancy Groucho. It doesn't matter, Johnny. I love you. I love your ugly mug. And Benedict Cumberbatch as Tortilla Face. It all goes down tonight, Detective. Santa Maria, you're ugly. And that comes from a man whose face looks like Freddy Krueger's kneecaps. Hamburger Man and Tortilla Face. The Reckoning. Some more movie TV entertainment news. Video game fans uh, of the series Fallout might be interested in this, as well as Westworld. So the creators of Westworld, Lisa Joy and Jonah Nolan, are working on a new TV series based on the best-selling video game franchise Fallout, and it's going to be produced on Amazon. Fallout is set in the 22nd century following a massive nuclear war. Uh, it's one of the greatest game series of all time, and very cool that they're going to be doing a TV series. I think they have a lot of potential there to do something really cool. Uh, so they're working with Beth- the Bethesda Studios, Todd Howard, Amazon Studios. Looks to be cool. More movie TV entertainment news. Jude Law apparently is going to be playing Captain Hook in Disney's upcoming live-action Peter Pan film. It's going to be called Peter Pan and Wendy, so that's going to be awesome. File this one under random. John Krasinski from The Office reveals that he wore a wig to cover up a short haircut he got to appear in the 2008 film Leatherheads. He tells Mashable that no one ever knew until now on this new interview he revealed it. And apparently if you uh, go back to that series, uh, The Office from 2007 to 2008, he's wearing a wig. He (laughs) shot the film Leatherheads and almost like buzzed his hair off uh, for the movie role. And he's wearing a wig in the office uh, during that season. Pretty crazy, huh? (laughs) All right, some news from around the world. This is a big deal as Uber has bought Postmates. Uber announced on Monday that it had bought Postmates in a $2.65 billion all-stock deal, expanding its reach in the delivery market. So here's the deal. Uber's meal delivery business, Uber Eats, mostly delivers from restaurants, but Postmates delivers a wider array of things, including groceries, pharmacy items, and alcoholic drinks. Uber Eats previously had 23% of the meal delivery market, and Postmates had 8%. That's compared to DoorDash, which has about 44% of the market, and Grubhub has 23%. So it looks like there are big changes happening there. Crazy. 
uh, weekly WTF. Would you guys go on a <laughs> a plane, uh, a plane, a fake plane vacation trip? Basically, it's a plane that never takes off, and just to feel like you were going on a vacation. Well, apparently, people in Taiwan are doing just that. Taipei's downtown airport began offering travelers this free trip last week. Some 60 people were chosen from more than 7,000 that wanted to get on a plane that goes nowhere. The passengers got boarding passes, had to go through security, then boarded this plane. Uh, flight attendants chatted with them, and the passengers also listened to a lecture about COVID-19. Before disembarking, they had to go back through immigration to re-enter the country. Why on earth would they even do that? I have no idea. It just shows how desperate people are <laughs> to just get out and do anything, right? All right, crazy. Uh, what else? This was, uh, this was, file this under what the hell's wrong with people. Library is sending out an, an advisory note advising patrons not to microwave their books that they're renting from the library. You're thinking, why on earth would somebody microwave a book? Well, apparently these people are worried that they're going to get COVID from these books, so they're putting it in the microwave to kill the bacteria. But here's the thing. They have a little um, uh, QR code thing that has a piece of metal in it, and they're catching on fire. These books they're putting in the... Uh, these library books are putting in the microwave or catching on fire. Please don't do that, people, guys. The radio frequency tags, uh, tags in there uh, have metal in them, and they're going to catch fire, you idiots. Please don't do that. All right, guys, that's it for us, the Garage Rock Show podcast. We filled you in on all the latest rock news of the week, including those topics about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame being held virtually this year, Deftones rescheduling their dates for 2021, Slash updates us on that new GNR music, all the bands that received those PPP loans, Metallica announcing that multi-million dollar uh, catalog deal, Anthrax 30th anniversary, uh, Persistence of Time, and more. Make sure you guys give us a like and a follow on our social media, facebook.com slash the Garage Rock Show podcast. That's facebook.com Garage Rock Show podcast. Follow us on Instagram as well, at Garage Rock Show podcast, twitter.com slash Garage Rock Show. All of our links are up on nine different platforms right now, thegaragerockshow.com. If you enjoyed our episode, please rate it in the Apple and Google stores. We do appreciate it and contribute whatever you can on our anchor platform. We will see you guys next week. Have a great weekend. Have a good one. Peace. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents and the design of this podcast are property of the Garage Rock Show or used by TGRS with permission and are protected under U.S. and international copyright and trademark laws. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. The third-party materials or content of any third-party site referenced in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinions, standards, or policies of The Garage Rock Show. TGRS assumes no responsibility or liability for the accuracy or completeness of the content contained in third-party materials or on third-party sites referenced in this podcast or the compliance with applicable laws of such materials and or links referenced herein. This disclaimer is posted in full at thegaragerockshow.com.